Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, so glad to be back here in the studio with you guys today. Welcome, JC. Thank you. Very exciting things happening today. I just I wore my my Thomas Jefferson shirt today in honor of yesterday being Thomas Jefferson's birthday. Awesome. I mean, are you still have a birthday if you're dead now? Um or it was it would it be it's the not your birthday. Anniversary of his birthday. Anniversary is of his birth. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Thomas Jefferson was born April 13th and Sonny and I are doing something really fun for nerdy people. And we have started a whole thing about today in history and Sonny loves doing the graphic stuff. Doesn't she do a really great job? And so yesterday was Thomas Jefferson's birthday. And then we get a little quote, whenever the general government assumes undelegated powers, its acts are unauthoritative and void of no and, and void of unauthoritative void and of no force. Goodness gracious, Sam. And so that was sort of the fun thing from uh, yesterday. Today, however, today is the uh, anniversary of the Webster's New American Dictionary. And in this day, the first dictionary of American style English was published by Noah Webster as the American Dictionary of the English Language. And he said that he got so sick and tired of hearing the, his words, bastardized in, uh, English version of English that he decided to write an, an American English Dictionary so that we could speak more properly. <laughs> he, you guys think that JC is a grammar freak? Holy cow. Who said that? I do. Mm. Most people who know you, right? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, little interesting fact about Noah Webster. He was only 16 years old when he left Yale to join the fight for liberty in America. I mean, think about those two things. He was 16, enrolled in Yale University, and then he uh, left Yale to join the fight for liberty. And so that's your little Today in History Day. So I'm glad to see everybody out there. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up and share. Go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't, make sure you ring the bell and get so you get all of the notic notifications. Uh, Brian Worth likes the fact that you're a grammarian. Good. <laughs> hey, JC, I have a couple fun things to start off the show with today. I saw this Yahoo article. I mean, seriously, how do you take anything seriously that says Yahoo on it? Yahoo. Anyway. We found out why some people won't experience any COVID-19 vaccine side effects. <clears throat> I know why. They don't take the shot? They're not taking the shots. <laughs> <laughs> that was my answer. I know why I'm not going to have any vaccination side effects because I'm not taking it. And then this is hilarious. Where is this? Oh, no, this is the other one I wanted to show you. 
I'm not touching anything. It's not me. I didn't even move. So uh, come back here. This is hilarious, JC. You are going to find this funny. So Nancy Pelosi was interviewed by um, USA Today about what was happening <laughs> on January 6th. And I just had to laugh at that. Anyway, I was say when I first looked at this, I caught this out of the corner of my eye and I thought it read on her 100th birthday. Mm. <laughs> she does look like she's like 100 years old, but it says on her 100th day as speaker of the, of the 117th Congress, Nancy Pelosi discussed the dramatic events that opened her tenure when a mob that stormed the Capitol wanted to kill her. And her response was, I'm pretty tough. I'm a street fighter. <laughs> they would have a battle on their hands. Was she talking about the video game? Yeah. She used to play street fighter. <laughs> I played that game too. As a youngster. Street fighter. I love that game. Oh my goodness. I just like, no, not apparently the game. Cause she said she lifted up her foot and said she was going to use her four inch high stilettos <laughs> as a weapon. <laughs> Here I am thinking she turned a hundred years old today. <laughs> and then I read that she thinks she's a street fighter at the same time I was rolling on the floor. I don't know if anybody else thinks that's as happy as, as, as funny as I did, but I thought maybe I'd share it just in case somebody else did. <laughs> wow. Nance, I just, can you picture it? <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, street fighter. Which street fighter is she? She says she's pretty tough. She's pretty tough. Like a piece of beef jerky? Yeah, that... leather. Leather. She, she looks tough. 100-year-old Tough to leather. understand <laughs> when she's drunk. Oh, but that's fake news, JC. Those were doctored videos. They have proof. All of them? That <laughs> they have proof. <laughs> they have proof. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> Just something to make you guys laugh a little bit today, have a little bit of fun. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> she uses drunken monkey style. Oh. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Where is that? Nice. <laughs> yes. There we go. We'll put that up there so everybody can see it. <laughs> <laughs> we have the greatest people. I tell you what. <laughs> Drunken monkey. <laughs> what do you guys think of the background? What is that behind us? Is that Tampa? Tampa. It's Tampa. Of course. Well, I don't know. Tampa. thought maybe you were feeling exotic and it was like Singapore or something. I don't know. <laughs> nope. It's the window. It's, it's the it's win our window. It's our window. Our window yeah. overlooks downtown Tampa. Downtown Tampa. 15 miles away. <laughs> it's a really big window. <laughs> <laughs> John Bobbitt says, can I get a hit of what you're on? <laughs> no, it's called no sleep and overworked. That's what yeah. you can have a hit of that if you want. <laughs> Tell you what you don't want is a hit of Lorena. <laughs> What is that? Lorena Bobbitt. Oh. 
I don't think. What the heck, JC? I don't know. You don't know. So, um, can I? I just wanted to to mention something that I was really excited about. Uh, I yesterday, uh, and I'm doing this with the permission of the lieutenant colonel because I wouldn't have done that without his permission. But yesterday, I got to teach over 60 future army officers about their oath in the constitution. And it was really cool because I posted this, come on. I posted this on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause if you guys want to follow on social media, we're on LinkedIn. No, I didn't get, I didn't get banged on LinkedIn. Um, what banned. I, banned, sorry, banned. I didn't get banned on LinkedIn, but I got lots and lots of comments. So the Colonel says, Chris Ann, thanks for coming to speak with our cadets. I know they have a better understanding of what it means to take an oath to support and defend the constitution of the United States of America. How amazing is that? Now watch this JC. So this post actually on LinkedIn has gotten more views than many of my other posts. And on LinkedIn, you can click this and see, I, look at all these people. 24 people from the US Army on LinkedIn saw my post. Four from the Air Force, four from the Marine Corps, three from the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. uh, 36 identify as milit self-identify. I don't know if they really are, but they self-identify as military officers with 41 of the people coming from Houston, 35 from New York City, 26 from Dallas, Fort Worth, and 19 from Chicago. Interesting. So it was, it was really great. This was, uh, I, I can't tell you, I was, I really had to reel myself in to not be emotional about it because it was just so exciting to me. Uh, we actually taught six hours of classes that day and uh, we taught all of these futures officers and then they gave me a certificate of appreciation. Look at that cheeser on my face. I don't mm -hmm. think I could have gotten any bigger a smile there, but it was just really such an honor for me. And I'm, I was so happy to have had that opportunity. It's I'm good. So it's, grateful. it's so impactful because the, you know, military officers are the ones corrupted first right. you know what i mean because they sit in the college classroom all day long with this woke propaganda yeah so it was great and they were real enthusiastic yes receptive full of great questions um so good stuff and they were um they the great they were great questions you should have seen their faces when i was when i was speaking to them now you always in any crowd you get especially in a classroom you get a handful of people that are like oh why am i here i don't want to be here but the overwhelming majority of them were really excited very enthusiastic and you know like nodding their heads i slipped in there i don't know if i told you or not but i slipped in there a little bit of the forgotten founders Mm -hmm. So they learned about Crispus Attucks. They learned about Prudence Cummings Wright and Deborah Sampson, because I thought that would be really cool for the women to see the women who were soldiers during our Revolutionary War. Yeah. And then the Crispus Attucks thing. Do you know, JC, that when I ask, because I always ask, who in the room can tell me was the first man to give his life 
for our liberty in independence. Do you know that one of those cadets actually knew Crispus Attucks before I even answered the question? Nice. Was that not nice? Yeah, that's great. That was really, really great. I was really excited. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because you help me all the time. You support us. And I like sharing with you what it is that we're doing that supports you. All right. This test pattern flashing is He's really starting to really make you mad. annoying. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Well, it wasn't doing that earlier. Nope. So who we'll, knows? Uh, <laughs> it's the figure it people out. who bugged our house. So I'm sorry. Maybe it's just there to keep you awake or something. I don't know. So we have, um, are you leaving me? Yeah, go ahead. We have dueling medias. You talk about juvenile. It's absolutely, oh, it just went again. Oh, now it really did. It's that cord, that cord whatever that cord is. Okay. All right. So just recently, just actually, what is today? Today is the 14th. Yesterday. We were, that's right. We were traveling mm -hmm. and it was yesterday. Oh boy. It was yesterday that project Veritas released the video of the CNN uh, guy Charlie Chester mm -hmm. talking about how they, uh, how CNN really was on a mission to get Trump out of office. Right. And that, and we were watching, we they, were basically, they admitted to being propagandist. They did. Absolutely. I mean, which we know that obviously we all know that, but so now, uh, you know, here, here's a direct CNN director, technical director saying it, saying yeah. it. He was actually filmed saying, look what we did. We, meaning CNN, got Trump out. I'm 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have gotten voted out. And adding to the, and, and uh, it says here that he added that he came to work at CNN because he wanted to be a part of that. He says on camera, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So our purpose is to get Trump out of office without ever admitting he was out. We were getting him out of office. Check this out, though. Talk about fake news. He says Trump's hand was shaking at some uh, during some event on, on media event or whatever, I think. And we brought in so many medical people to tell all to all tell a story that was all speculation that he was neurologically damaged and he was losing it. He's unfit, you know, whatever he said. We're, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. He says, I think that's propaganda. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. So then they, he talks about how they start trying to pump, prop up Biden. Mm -hmm. How to make him look younger, showing him jogging and wearing the really cool aviator glasses and and being this, you know, Trump is about to die. And then you got to make Biden look like he's some young geriatric, he says. Right. So yesterday. 
Yesterday, this came out. And now we have uh, Salon, I think, who has come out with this, yeah, Salon, with this article about how uh, Donald Trump and Fox were in cahoots with each other, right? So you can't just leave it that Project Veritas exposes mm -hmm. CNN. Now they got to say Fox News hosts accused of conspiring behind the scenes with Trump attorneys as network faces lawsuit. It's like, nuh-uh, you are. You I know, know you are, just, but what am I? What a juvenile, I, I, I don't know. I started thinking about this. So now apparently there's somebody filed a lawsuit against Fox News. Uh, a new court filing argues that Fox News anchors cannot hide behind the First Amendment after helping former President Donald Trump and his allies spread election lies. Yeah, that's a suit about Smartmatic. So basically... Yeah. Uh, the voting machine saying, you know, their business suffered because of the narrative of their machines being corrupt. Yeah. And so now we've got to break this story on Fox after CNN story was broken yesterday. Mm -hmm. So we have to show everybody. Here's the shocker, JC. We have to show everybody that the news can't be trusted that the news is political and takes political party, political or politician sides. Is that a shock to you? Yeah. Seriously, we're supposed to be shocked by something like that? I don't, I don't even know. That's why you have to research, study. Study. Come seek out the information. Seek out. I mean, right. All the, these corporate, corporate news agencies are political arms, you know, of the, of the two parties mm -hmm. and much of, I mean, much of the thing is just a back and forth to keep everybody distracted, to keep everybody in their tribal camp. So, so that half the people making all the, own. yeah, half the people making any argument are just, you know, loyal to the party or loyal to some person in the party. And, and they couldn't explain the principles behind what they say they believe certainly couldn't right. explain any constitutional principles. Fox said so, or CNN said so, or any one of the propaganda machines. Just total garbage. Total garbage. So once again, as Thomas Jefferson said, nothing can now be believed, which is seen in a newspaper. Even truth is polluted by putting, being put into that medium. Nothing ever changes. That's for sure. I, well, I think Veritas is going to continue to expose CNN. This is just, I mean, they've been on this for a while. Months now. <laughs> it's just months. tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of stories out there already exposing CNN. And it seems to me like the, the implications keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. But then the question becomes, JC, what's the consequence? Yeah. When they expose this, what is the consequence? Well, the consequence has to come from the people or somebody has to file a lawsuit for 
under uh, Citizens United for campaign financing. Yeah, that's the thing about like CNN. That. If you you come out and I mean, he's directly said that their their programming was to get Trump out of office, to get Biden elected. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a donation in kind, or should be under federal finance laws. Yeah, it absolutely should. Which be. they're uh, which they're the ones always griping about that yeah. stuff. Um, so apply it to yourself. But then who files the lawsuit, right? Who files the lawsuit on that? Well, does the Republican Party file that lawsuit? Because if they do, then there's a lawsuit against the Fox News Network, which is their media, who's doing the same thing for them. So, you know what I mean? It's There's got to be some accountability somewhere. And I think, bottom line, the accountability has to just come from the people by saying we're not going to support this anymore. We're simply not going to do this anymore. Turn them off. Turn them off. All right. I wanted to talk about this, not because it's really techie, but because of the implications that I saw in warrants and other things like that. So what we have here is, wow, that didn't work out well. This is the robot dog that is now being used by the, the New York Police Department, which is really, really creepy when you, when you look at it. I don't know, it's just really creepy. Um, but this is not new. This dog has been around for a while and it's being tested, it has been tested in other places. I actually saw, watch him go down the steps. Is that pretty crazy? So, um, I um what the heck who what did she say that that Lemu's better than a dog she says so anyway what is it what is it for okay so NYPD Taru what is Taru T-A-R-U anybody know what that is wow just lays down yeah watch I'll show the rest of it I kind of ended it early so I'll let everybody else see it all right, now watch, it's gonna come back up again. What in the world accent is that? It's New York. What she got? It's in the Bronx. Coney Island hot dog shoved in her mouth? I don't know, man, maybe she's- What about the dog? dog? She's probably got a mask on. And she's got this robot dog and has just walked in and sat down on the floor. And it's just crazy. So watch this though. See, this is the thing that really creeped me out. Not so much that video because that video didn't really tell us a lot. It's not cooperating with me. But I wanted to share this one because this is the Massachusetts State Police. Technical testing. Assistance Response yeah. Unit. Yeah, so this is, this is the Massachusetts State Police testing this dog, I think like two years ago. So, oops, I hit the wrong button. So, um, there we go, we'll bring it up. Watch this dog, watch it. It opens the door by itself. 
There's nobody there. It mm-hmm. opens the door and then the two dogs can go inside the door without any officers. They say robot technology is a valuable tool for law enforcement because of its ability to provide situational awareness of potentially dangerous environments. So it's supposed to be for officer safety, mobile remote observation device. And it goes in, it opens the door. It can go into someone's house with without knocking and then you don't have to worry about somebody being shot right so what are the implications of this on a search and seizure well it's creepy but it looks safer safer until they put weapons on it until they put weapons on it but <laughs> but here's the thing is does this thing need a warrant yeah I mean, it's an agent of the police. Right. So it has to, you have to have a warrant to go inside of there. Shouldn't you identify yourself? How does it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I saw, I found a video as well about this technology. And they're using these dogs in Singapore to walk through the parks and give public service announcements to people to remind them to social distance. It actually walks up to people that are standing too closely together and tells them they have to social distance outside in the park in Singapore. Hmm. And what if, and what if you don't? Well, that's the question then, isn't it? Mind your business robot. Yeah. Get out of here. Creepy looking dog thing. Right. So the whole thing, I don't know. The whole thing just seems very, very questionable for me. That video we showed you was from 2019, November 25th. The Massachusetts State Police test out Boston Dynamics spot the robot dog. And civil civil liberty advocates want to know more. See, that's what I'm saying. If I have a big degaussing magnet on my door, (gasps) is that... Assault on a Leo. Right. Exactly. Battery on a Leo. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do I need to raise my mic up a little bit? I don't know. So anyway, um, I just, I want us, I like to show us things that we need to keep our eyes out on, keep lookout for. And the robots are coming. The robot, the robot cops. The robots are here. Robot dogs, right? It says cops have long had dogs and robots to help them do their jobs. And now they have a robot dog. Mm. Does that mean that they plan on replacing the dogs with robot dogs? And what do robot, what do real dogs do? Real Uh, dogs sniff, but they also bite. This this may yeah, and this may offend some people. I am not a fan of canine units. No. I man, I don't like that at all. No. Not at all. Because number one I know that hurts people's feelings. Well I'm not right. I'm not a fan. I watched I mean you watched and I'm, I and I understand it's it's how the police use them, how they train them and that sort of thing. I get that. I'm not blaming the dogs. I like dogs, but the way that they use the canine using units, 
in in some instances that I've that I've seen, man, just brutal, unnecessary. Yeah. Well, um, the brutality aside, let me tell you something. Crazy. As a former prosecutor, I'm going to tell you that the dogs for drug sniffing, for identifying things are not as accurate as people want you to believe that they are. As a matter of fact, there are more false tapping. That was my experience as a prosecutor. We didn't, as a prosecutor, we did not like when the key, when they effectuated a search based on a canine tap because it was inevitably going to come up in trial that the, um, it's going to come up in trial that we're not going to be able to rely on this. Yeah. There's going to have to be a secondary probable cause. I don't, I don't mind the, uh, like the rescue, you know, the search, like searching Absolutely. for bombs and are searching for, for people, people out of rubble Absolutely. and that um, that's, but the, what I'm talking about is, uh, some of these things I've seen where, and I, again, I guess it's just the officer, but I've watched so many videos of, of them sicking dogs on people, like mm -hmm. just telling a guy, you know, trying to give him orders to comply in this and then turn the dog loose. And, and I mean, they just, they bite down and cat's got just an arm that's destroyed the rest of his life. The it's one no guy that, that he dog got, he got no the dogs, joke. he got the guy's throat. Yeah. I forget where that was, but I mean, wouldn't turn, wouldn't turn him loose. I mean, just crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that. No, I'm not saying Kane all uses totally, but the, you know, we're that kind of thing where they're subduing a suspect with the dog. I, right. I can't say I'm a fan in that, of that, the ones that I've seen anyway, it right. always seems like, and I, and again, I know it's probably the videos that they put out. Um, but it, it just always seems unnecessary to me and incredibly brutal by the time, by the time, you know, you, you effectuate the arrest or what, what have you, well, but, I but, personally, but I am a big fan, you know, like I said, the explosive dogs and rest, search rescue, and rescue, search and rescue, yeah. that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But man, when they, they attack, I watch them attack the suspects. My goodness. I mean, it's crazy brutal. Well, I personally know an, a canine officer who had a dog who got spooked by somebody and bit them and would not release. And the officer had oh, I've to seen lots of videos crush like his, that. his, the dog throat and kill the dog to get them to release. And it wasn't even told to attack. <laughs> Human. Excuse me, so yeah. It's yes. Just, I, I, man, I'd hate to be on the receiving end of them. But the know, whole point is now, but okay. Now it's robots. It's robots. It's robot dogs. Now, so you, Oh, it's just this. You, this kind of opens the door for all kind of stuff. You put all kind of sensors because you can put all kind of sensors and, I mean, es infrared especially and all kind yeah. of stuff. Infrared and uh, technology. You can put listening devices on them. You yeah. can you can load them up with weapons and and you know tear gas and yeah whatever. And now you when you have your no knock raids. You don't even have to, nobody can hear the dog opening the door. And then you have this little creature coming in that nobody can see. You got cameras on them looking around the house. It's not like you're going to kill them if you shoot them. Well, and 
you have to know that they're going to continue to upgrade the more that mm -hmm. so they get people used to it and they start right. to use it. Then you then you're going to merge it with the AI mm -hmm. and all the sensors and all this sort of stuff. All the you know, and this is all the things that a drone can do that dog can do on the ground. Yeah. Well, I think you'll probably see them used in combination with drones. You know, same way that they out out in the military in the in the battlefield mm -hmm. in the theater. You know, you got the drones basically coordinating things. So I think you'll you'll probably see these used in concert with drones. I mean, I mm -hmm. I suspect with the whole you know narrative of police brutality and you know the 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 story of police are hunting down black people and lynching them and all this kind of stuff. That'll probably add to support for um mechanizing and you know trading human police for machines mm -hmm. right i mean this is robocop come to life so this right. is kind of the beginning of robocop yeah and there are and again there are a lot of officers I, I i let me tell you what i've never personally known other than the one guy who you know had yeah, the dog accidentally kept, <laughs> you there are many canine officers that never, ever have an incident. But I will tell you that when, as a prosecutor, as I said, like the false tapping thing, we had, there, there are so many instances of there that, that a dog's tap is not admissible in court anymore. So that's just, and if you can't have a dog to, you know, if your canine unit is there to do the war on drugs and you can't use his testimony and an, as admissible in court, then what's the point of even having one? Mm -hmm. Well, if it's, you know, a robot, like I said, with all the sensors and recording devices and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you, you all of a sudden you're bringing all the tech and all that stuff. How are you right. going to argue any of it in court? They're going to say, oh, here's the data. And it will be, it will be, that's why the civil liberties people are are really upset about it because you can put all that invasive technology on there mm -hmm. and now you're not going to be able to dispute it because it is it is technology right yeah. and then i mean we you once it becomes tech it nearly becomes unchallengeable and so this is I don't know. It's just it's just very strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, this I don't, is I don't this, like it. It makes me feel <laughs> this weird. is how every, you know, every, every creepy sci-fi movie yeah. starts when the machines run amok and, and all of a sudden are subjugating humanity. So what you under have their you boot. have Matrix combined with World War Z because now every bad every, every zombie movie starts with a bad vaccination. Yeah, the robots right? are going to have to come in and clean it up. And the robots will have to, yeah, the robots come in and then, and then Matrix. This is crazy. I can't stop watching this I robot know, dog right? walk around. It's just. It's really nuts. It is, it is hypnotizing. No, I think, and there's something, I don't know. There, it Why seems like there's a dehumanizing factor yeah. to it as well. I like just want to know. When you get used to being patrolled right. and controlled by non-human okay machines and technology but there's also an anthropomorphizing thing happening here why does it have to look True. and walk like a dog yeah why can't it just have wheels like wally or yeah. or you know like r2d2 
Why yeah, does no, it that, have to look like a dog? That's a great point. And I, I think it makes it more uh, acceptable. People more accepting, let your guard down, especially dogs, you know, cause mm -hmm. we live in America, Bambi land. People, yeah, yeah. Bambi land. People all love dogs. Everybody has a dog. The fake, you know, Hollywood animal stories, you know, all this sort of stuff. Dogs Everybody's are talking and now these dogs will talk. Pull so. your heartstrings. Yeah. So yeah, that's, you know, same thing. You look at the stuff going in, going on in uh, Japan with the robots. They make them, you know, the whole push was to make them very human, mm -hmm. human-like and that sort of stuff. I mean, the thing in Japan, I wish we should pull this video up sometimes, but there's a documentary out there about um, <laughs> the, the population decreasing because all the guys are spending time with their robots instead of yeah. and guys and, uh, and girls yeah. in, you know, in their basements whatever with their robots instead of going out and meeting people population and, dropping yeah the population <laughs> drop. nobody nobody's getting busy to, to say it plainly <laughs> nobody's making because babies. they're hanging out with their robots so i this so that's part of that just make it more acceptable mm. and there, there, well, it, it seems like psychological manipulation here. and again for me as a as a constitutional attorney the first alarms come up for me or you know the Fourth Amendment warrant issues, not just simply with the thing opening the door and walking in, but you've got all the cameras that he can put on yeah. it. Then you have also uh, unauthorized use of force. Right. How do you, how do you, you know, how do you yeah. make that thing accountable and, and for an unauthorized use of and force? And that's the other thing that came to mind as you. Uh, I didn't push the button. It did it all by itself. I couldn't control it. Well, you know, that's the testimony you're going to get. But aside from that, all the, the cases that you that you've gone over uh, re in you know this last year or two, where how many times have we heard the court say, well, this is new territory. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, this is a that's new thing. And so they act like there are no, you know, the the age old principles of due process don't apply because mm -hmm. here's some new thing. So that's the thing you're going to hear, like this idea that. Well, now we have these rules don't apply, or we have to have mm -hmm. some some whole a whole new area of um, jurisprudence yeah. and do cop bots have make up all this immunity? Stuff. Right, right. And so, uh, I mean, you, if we look at how the court has has talked about these things, I guarantee you that's what you're going to see. Where basically this sort of deliberation and and musing and and head scratching uh, to the effect that your rights are thrown out the window because, well, it doesn't apply. They're machines and we've never had anything like this before. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, yeah, they can kick your door down and the officer didn't drag you out in the street. It mm -hmm. was the dog robot with his little, you know, new hook and grapple pulled you out in the street and tased you and rolled you up in, uh, you know, in, in banding and threw you into the wagon. Mm -hmm. You know, he did all that. It did all that. it did. That's the point. It did all that. How do you hold it accountable when the breathalyzer machine doesn't work properly? Nobody, yep. you know, you dismiss the case. But when the robo dog doesn't work properly and you get tased and have a heart attack and die. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, what? who do you hold accountable? Right. So and and you probably somebody like pro, that's what Gabriel says. What about product liability? Well, there's going to be immunity for the manufacturers in this inevitably. Yeah, I mean, no you doubt. can't sue anybody over the, the new Vax now. You're certainly not going to be able to sue the manufacturers of there. But you should be able to sue gun manufacturers. That's what they say. When people get shot. But you can't sue when a Vax 
Yeah. When they knowingly com give you something that you're going. So the bottom, the bottom line is this: when the hand, when the weapon is in the hand of government, you can't sue. Yeah. When the weapon is in the hand of an individual, they want they want you to be able to sue the company. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's actually a story that I had up here, and I, it must have dropped off my screen about how the oh the police officer who shot the lady coming through the window mm -hmm. on January 6th will not be charged. So my question is, how long before the looting and rioting begins because she's not going to be charged for the police shooting? Right. Should we wait for it? <laughs> Seriously. Do I have to say why there won't be any? Come on now, people. Air Force lives matter. America has been justifying looting and rioting and property destruction for over two, three years now for police brutality. And now this woman is shot climbing through a window of the Capitol building and nothing's going to happen to that officer. Now I'm not saying that officer should have anything happen, but what I'm saying is if we really believe in yeah. equality, if we really believe that life matters, mm -hmm. then, then this cannot be the same thing. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of energetic about this because I just stumbled on a video, an old video. I don't know what it was. I was crazy. These people were looting a shoe store, stealing shoes, tennis shoes, because of George Floyd's death. I mean, they went in, they took the door, they, they actually left the clerk laying on the sidewalk out in front of the building, and everybody in the whole neighborhood in the Bronx is going into the shoe store and coming out with bags of sneakers because allegedly they're angry about George Floyd dying. I do have to say, when I'm stressed out, a like nice new nothing. pair of shoes... <laughs> helps me feel better. So like I said, just waiting for the looting, you know, where's Whoa, what happened? I don't I don't know. I'm just waiting for the looting, you know, because of police brutality if we're really going to be consistent here. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But we will not be. No. So we have the transcript from Joe Biden's speech on gun violence prevention. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that it would be very, very interesting to look at what he has to say here. Uh, he says, I've gone too far. I look out there and I see so many members of Congress who have led this fight. So many of you who have never given up. So many of you who are in absolutely determined as Murph and others are to get this done. We got a long way to go. It always seems like we always have a long way to go. But I also, today we're taking steps. 
it's good that they like accurately transcribed him because to read it, it's just, it's very difficult. We're taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Are you catching that conflation there? Yeah. It is not just a gun crisis. It's a public health crisis. Mm -hmm. Right? Disease. So it's a disease. I love his next bit better. Yeah, I know. I'm getting there. But what I'm trying <laughs> to say is when, when at first you don't succeed, you find another executive agency to regulate. So the FTA is not having any luck actually thwarting gun ownership. As a matter of fact, when Biden became president, once again, boom, gun sales surge all over again. And so now we have to make it a health crisis. we got to make it a disease. So now we can bring in other executive agencies to limit what we do, right? So he says, nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges. What is that? What is impinges? They don't even correct him. I, I, I would seriously, I'd be like, Joe, my man, we, we, we got to, Got to help you with your words here. Did they Impingers. did they fire all speechwriters? No, like they just turn him loose now. I, I don't know. Impinges. What is yeah. impinges? Well, it means to infringe, encroach, infringe. Impinges. It just sounds stupid in this sentence. Impinges on the Second Amendment. I don't even think they wrote impinges. I think they wrote infringes, and he just it's wrote. Him, he just he said impinges. He didn't even know what a it was a word, mm -hmm. right? Anyway, impinges on the Second Amendment. Their phony arguments suggesting that the these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. I don't even know what that sentence means. Mm -mm. And then he says, but no amendment. No amendment in the Constitution is absolute. That's a violation of your oath, Joe. <laughs> he just violated his oath. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that mental reservation? Would that yes. be mental reservation? Yeah, probably. You can't yell crowd. <laughs> can't yell crowd. You can't yell crowd. 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 I can yell. I can yell crowd. Can't yell crowd. You can't yell. Oh, you can't tell fire. And then they just <laughs> cross, cross it, it out. out. Meant to say yell. He meant to say yell, guys. We just couldn't let another one slip by. You can't we even had to keep up him. with the transcript. Like, I know, right? What is he even saying? You can't yell crowd. You can't, you can't tell, tell fire. fire. Tell fire what? In a crowded theater. You can't tell fire in a crowded theater or something. And call it, freedom, call it freedom of, of speech. speech. I don't talk to fire. <laughs> so it's not even a problem. Is that even a thing? Who talks to fire? I don't know. You can't tell fire. Can't tell fire nothing. Maybe fire meets with with uh, snow pops. <laughs> corn pops. <laughs> corn pops. You can't, I remember you can't tell corn pop yell crowd at a fire. At fire, fire and crowd. You can't. You corn can't. Pops you can't friends. fire corn pop in a crowd of <laughs> theaters because he's got the straight razor and he'll wrap the chain around your head. I mean, he was a bad dude. Bad dude yelling crowd everywhere at every fire. Every fire we saw, Corn Pop would yell crowd and then hit it with his chain. He was a bad dude. Yeah, our video test, uh, video color text was successful again. 
So first off, can I just say uh, one more stinking time? It is not against the law to yell fire in a crowded theater. Can we just say that really quick? One more time. Okay. The guy who wrote about yelling fire in a crowded theater is a, was a Supreme Court justice named Oliver Wendell Holmes who came out and said, whoa, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that it was a, that it was a, that it was uh, contrary to the first amendment to yell fire in a crowded theater. As a matter of fact, you can yell fire in a crowded theater all day long and never go to jail because you see yelling fire in a crowded theater is not against the law. It's not what you say. So it's not a freedom of speech thing. It's the negligence that causes injury to others. Okay. So if I always give this example and it's probably outdated now, I don't even know who are the, who are the, the teenage girls all crazy over these days. I, you have no idea. I don't, I'm not a teenage girl and I don't know any teenage girls. No, we actually. have a teenage boy. Right. And, and they're totally, I different. mean, I know of, I know of some teenage girls. Yeah. There, so there's one, two at church. Oh, I got one. So I'm going to go ask them. You can. Yeah. So <laughs> yelling fire in a crowded theater is not against the law, right? It's not against the law. It's only, uh, you're only going to be prosecuted. It is really going crazy now, JC. It is. You're only so going to be to prosecuted if somebody gets injured. If you know there is no fire and somebody gets injured. It would be like yelling Trump at a Bernie Sanders convention. <laughs> right? If you yell Trump at a Bernie Sanders convention <sighs> and nothing happens, you're not going to get arrested. Mm -hmm. But if you know that yelling Trump in a Bernie Sanders convention is going to cause a riot, now you have problems. So number one, every amendment is absolute while it's written. I don't think we're coming. Oh, there we go. Every absolute, every amendment is absolute while it's written. I had somebody say to me, well, it's, you know, the 18th Amendment was repealed. Okay. Well, now it's not absolute because it was repealed, but while it was there, it was absolute too. And you talked about this on the show before gun violence is not at an epidemic. And so, uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to talk about that. Maybe we'll get this whole thing worked out and, uh, with the color coding and everything that's going on. He's <laughs> The section action, we're going to the second action. <laughs> the dude, I don't know. We were watching a video today in one of your classes of, of Ronald Reagan giving a speech. And then right afterwards, you did uh, Barack Obama giving a speech. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, because this was just an ad, ad lib speech. This wasn't a speech he was reading from a teleprompter. I said to you, I had no idea that Barack Obama was so inarticulate. Yeah, when he was off the teleprompter, he mm -hmm. sounded like a buffoon. I mean, absolutely crazy. 
Well, there's so much I wanted to talk about in this. JC, do we it's, have to get uh, off? Seven o'clock. I know we have seven, we have six and a half more, five and a half more minutes. We can do this for no, a little bit. No, no, no. All right. All this right. Is, this is substandard product. Substandard product. We need to fix this video problem. All right. Well, we'll fix the video problem and I'll come back and we'll talk about Biden's speech because there's a whole Tomorrow. lot more in here uh, than, than that we need to address from a constitutional perspective. I cannot let this float out there in the middle of, of everything and not have anybody fact check it because God knows media is not going to fact check it. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, JC is going to get working. I know you're going to miss the rainbows, but uh, we will see you guys tomorrow.